0: Drive time, Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk
1: about Him. Getting you started
0: on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun.
2: It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise
3: be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. Good morning. It is good to be on with you. Praise be to God. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is Wednesday, June the 1st. And the month dedicated to the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the reason to celebrate this month. There is no other, really. So we're going to do that a little bit today on the program. Praise be to God. But here's a question. Is abortion the opiate of the masses? Hmm. You know, Ireland is celebrating four years. They just wrapped up their fourth anniversary of abortion in Catholic Ireland, and we're going to conversate about that with Robert Nugent, who joins us from the Emerald Isle, coming up at 35 past the hour, so stick around for that. Uh, Some sad news uh, out of D.C., a jury found Michael Sussman not guilty for lying to the FBI. Turns out he was, in fact, just a concerned citizen trying to help out the country, who also billed his client for all of his time in helping out the country spreading misinformation to the FBI. So there was that. Hey, a retired federal agent is among others uh, who are suspected of encouraging and assisting the Buffalo gunman mass killer from a couple of weeks ago who murdered people at a supermarket there in Buffalo, New York. Hmm. U.S. Supreme Court blocks Texas law restraining social media companies. Thanks, Supreme Court. (laughs) <laughs> you're amazing. And then, of course, as I said, it is the Feast of the Sacred Heart, so praise be to God for that. Good morning, to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe.
4: You know, there's always a weird duality with the Supreme Court, right? Yes. We think we have a majority, mm-hmm. and we think, oh, this is certainly going to pass. They definitely have our best interests in mind. Always, yes, of course. And then you get disappointed. And <laughs> then, then, then you're let down. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like there isn't a political solution, huh? <laughs> yeah, I Maybe wonder. Maybe we should... We should go to the Sacred Heart of our Blessed Lord Jesus. You think so? Maybe Maybe. we should have a whole month dedicated to that. I think that's a great idea. Wouldn't that be amazing? Papal Decree? Papal Decree. I mean, like,
3: maybe 1889 with Pope Leo XIII. I don't know. (laughs) Could be possible. (laughs) Speaking of first-class decrees, Adrian Fonseca is here on the Ones and Twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. It's all right,
5: everybody. Don't worry. Yeah. As king, I have now declared that we are going to be celebrating the Sacred Heart of Jesus this month. Whoa. You're welcome. You're welcome. I've de- I have declared it, so it shall be. It wow. was definitely not yeah. Pius the Ninth. Okay. It was definitely okay. not that. Okay. I did, I was, all me. All, all me. you. Yep. Is king high enough? That's the question I have in my mind. Oh, yeah, it is. If, I don't if know. you're Charlemagne, it is.
3: I don't, would Napoleon just settle for king? I don't <sighs> think so.
5: Well, I don't think so. Uh, you're right. I'm going to go for emperor. Emperor. <laughs> emperor self, I, I just want to be on par. Self-crowned uh, emperor. <laughs> self-crowned, exactly. For yeah. now. Someone will crown me later. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Don't worry. Don't, don't, worry. don't even worry about it. All right. But I am so excited for the Sacred Heart of Jesus mm-hmm. month. I am uh, ready to celebrate in all sorts of ways by making reparation for all the outrages that are attacking the most lovable heart of our Lord.
3: All of a sudden, I had this tune in my mind in the back of my head. Yikes. Come on! No, not (laughs) that. That's (laughs) not not
4: the way to celebrate (laughs) the Sacred Heart. No, not not the way to do it. And then they go. straight. Instead,
5: instead (laughs) of uh, doing uh, what Rudy and Joe are doing, uh, you can actually make reparation for sins and outrages against the Sacred Heart by uh, going to Mass, by going to adoration, mm -hmm. by receiving communion worthily, uh, these things our Lord has set up for us to, by His means, mm-hmm. to make reparation mm-hmm. for sins against oh, Him. Right. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No disco. No, no,
3: dis- no disco. Okay.
5: In fact, that actually, I may have to do more reparations okay. because of that disco dance <laughs> you just did. Should we convert sacred hymns to disco? I
3: wonder.
4: Should we just get <laughs> the gather
5: hymnal and
4: mm. use it
3: for firewood? <laughs> they did folk masses. Why, don't, why not disco
4: masses? <laughs>
3: yeah, I guess if you open Pandora's box, mm. all things are possible, <laughs> I suppose. All right, enough shenanigans. We're going to pray. And during the Sacred Heart Month here in the month of June, we're going to do the memorize to the Sacred Heart. So uh, let's do that now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most sweet Jesus, that no one... Who has had recourse to thy sacred heart, implored its help, or sought its mercy was ever abandoned. Encouraged with confidence, O tenderest of hearts, we present ourselves before thee, crushed beneath the weight of our sins. In our misery, O sacred heart of Jesus, despise not our simple prayers, but mercifully grant our requests. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your
4: headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, and here are your headlines this morning. Just the News reports Supreme Court clerks are asked for phone records as draft leak investigation ramps up. Some clerks are so alarmed over the new request that they have begun pondering hiring their own outside counsel. The action by the court to gather records is unprecedented and is the most significantly publicly reported uh, development made thus far in the investigation into who provided Politico with a draft opinion that was published on the night of May 2nd. The continued probing of the clerks suggests that the court has as of yet been unsuccessful in its effort to determine the identity of the leaker. The Blaze reports Uvalde Police and the school district are no longer cooperating with a Texas investigation into police response. Local law enforcement has been under incredible scrutiny over the mass shooting at the Uvalde Elementary School. Police have revised initial statements about their response to the attack several times, leading to greater criticism. The decision was reportedly made after a press conference on Friday by Colonel Stephen McCraw, the head of the DPS, where he said that the decision to delay entry into the classroom was against protocol and the wrong decision. The Daily Wire reports jury clears former Clinton attorney Michael Sussman of lying to FBI. Durham alleged in Sussman's charging documents that the cybersecurity attorney, which is Sussman, intentionally misrepresented himself to gain audience with Baker, an FBI lawyer. Sussman then told the then-FBI lawyer that he was coming to the bureau as a good citizen, when in reality Sussman was passing shaky opposition research on behalf of his clients, the Clinton campaign and tech executive Rodney Jaffe. As many as three donors to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton sat on the jury, including one who donated to Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And Reuters reports Tsai says U.S. National Guard is planning cooperation with Taiwan military. The United States is planning on cooperation between its National Guard and Taiwan's military. Taiwan President Xi wen said deepening security ties in the face of what Taipei's government complains is a rising threat from China. The United States is Taiwan's most important international supporter and arms supplier, despite the lack of former formal diplomatic ties. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you.
5: The saint of the day is not Enigo Montoya, it is St. Enigo of Onya. Yes, very different. He is actually who St. Ignatius of Loyola was named after. Enigo was born in the 11th century and was reportedly a native of Bilbao in northern Spain. Early in life, he was drawn to a life of solitude and left to become a hermit. Later, he traveled to Aragon, where he received the religious habit of a monk at San Juan de Peña. Eventually being elected prior, his term completed, Inigo was again drawn to the hermit's desert, and he resumed his hermetical life in the mountains of Aragon. However in 1029, King Sancho the Great sought out and was able to convince Inigo to become the abbot of a group of monks in a monastery at Oña. The monastery founded by Sancho's father-in-law was in need of reform, and he wanted Inigo to lead the process. The process. The choice provided it proved to be an excellent one, and under his ministration the abbey grew rapidly in numbers and sanctity. Inigo's influence extended far beyond the monastery walls, though. He brought unity in accord to communities and individuals who had long been at bitter variance, and he tamed men of violent passions. When a severe drought threatened to tol- threatened a total crop failure, God listened to the prayers of Inigo and let the rains fall in abundance. On another occasion, he is said to have fed a great multitude with three loaves of bread. He was, he was two leagues from the abbey when he was seized with the malady which was to claim his life. He was carried home, and upon his arrival, he asked that refreshments should be provided for the two young boys who had escorted the party with torches. But no one else had seen the boys. It is thought that they, could, they must have been angels that only an eagle could see. He died on June 1st, 1057, and was canonized by Pope Alexander III about a century later. Saint Inigo of Onya, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things.
3: The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the Son of Destruction, in order that the Scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's talk about sanctifying. I love this. Hadox Commentary, quoting St. Augustine, says, St. Augustine expounds it, I sanctify them who are my members in myself. The interpretation of St. Chrysostom, of St. Cyril, seems to uh, prefer that to sanctify in the style of scriptures is oftentimes the same as to offer up a sacrifice. So, the sense here is, I sacrifice and offer up myself on the cross for them and all mankind. By this, Christ shows that he sanctified the apostles by sanctifying himself because they are the members of his body. Close quote. That's from Hadock's commentary. The Ignatius Catholic commentary says today, Sanctify them. To sanctify means to consecrate for a holy purpose, which here concerns the spread and preservation preservation of divine truth. The task of the apostles is to speak the word of the Lord both orally and in writing. Similar language, Ignatius Catholic Commentary goes on to say, is used in the Old Testament for the consecration and ordination of the Arianic priests. Here, the disciples are set apart for the priestly service of the gospel. Close quote, Ignatius Catholic Commentary. Why do I bring that up? Because I love the fact that throughout, laced throughout John's gospel, especially in the upper room, and uh, this lengthy prayer of uh, Jesus to his father and going into the Garden of Gethsemane, you get this this theme that is repetitive priest 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 and as i've often said in my apologetics works if it smells like a duck if it walks like a duck if it talks like a duck it's a catholic priest do you see what i'm saying and this is one of those those little tidbits those insider little uh, baseball there on john's gospel it is priestly language but here's a question ooh yeah let's let's definitively answer this and put the the centuries, and millennia, age-old debate to arrest today: Was Judas predestined to go to hell? Hmm. Haydock's commentary says, none of them hath perished except the son of perdition, the wretched Jesus, Judas, rather the wretched Judas, whose fall was foretold in the scriptures, Psalm 108, for instance. He hath perished that is now is ab- is about being lost by his own fault, says Saint Chrysostom on this place. And Saint Augustine says, how did the devil enter into the heart of Judas? He could not have entered had not he given him place. That the scripture may be fulfilled, this does not any ways show that it was the will of God that Judas should be lost, but only that what happened to Judas was conformable to the prophecies, and not occasioned by them. Who will doubt, says St. Augustine, but that Judas might, if he pleased, have abstained from betraying Christ. But God foretold it because he foresaw clearly the future perversity of his disposition." That is from Haydock's commentary today. We have a choice. God knows how we're going to choose nonetheless. He gets to see because everything is present to him at the same time. But nonetheless, you have free will. You could, if you wanted to, turn away from evil today. You have it within your ability, he's given you all the graces you need. You could turn away, you could call for help, you could cry out. Like Adam failed to do in the garden, we could say, Lord, Lord, please come to my rescue. Please help me out. And he will. Let us not be like Judas, who sent himself to hell. We'll be right back. Then
2: it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com.
0: Atheists claim theists are essentially no different than atheists because we reject gods too, such as Greek and Roman gods. But this is plain absurdity. What's our reason? First, it's an abuse of language. A theist believes in at least one god. An atheist doesn't believe in any god. They're mutually exclusive terms. To say a theist is an atheist to most gods is like saying a married man is a bachelor to most women. Second, it's bad reasoning. To say I'm an atheist because I reject some gods is like saying I'm an anarchist, one who rejects all forms of government because I reject communism and fascism, some forms of government. But that's silly. So the claim that atheists and theists are no different doesn't hold water. I'm Carlo Brusord with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
3: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLeod. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Ireland just celebrated four years in an anniversary of diabolic proportions. It's anniversary for abortion being uh, made legal in that country back in 2018. And we're going to have a conversation uh, with a gentleman from Ireland coming up at 35 past the hour. And he put out this video on his... uh, on his YouTube channel which I'll share with you in the interview about questioning whether or not uh, there was just like mass psychiatric you know breakdown ma- ma- is, is abortion the opiate of the masses is the question I'm asking we're gonna have that conversation with Mr. Nugent from Ireland coming up at 35 past the hour I want to talk to you uh, there are several stories in the news that are of great concern to me and I'm sure they are to you as well but let's first talk about the Sacred Heart of Jesus and this month that we have now to highlight the Sacred Heart to give devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I saw this morning Catholic Culture put out a little article. It's very helpful. It says uh, the Feast of the Sacred Heart was approved for specified diocese by Clement the Thirteenth in 1765, extended to the whole Church by Pius the Ninth in 1856, in 1889 Pope Leo the Thirteenth elevated. To the rank of first class, and through an encyclical letter in 1899, dedicated the whole church, the Catholic world to the Sacred Heart of Christ. It says devotion to the Sacred Heart was also essential component of Pope John Paul II's hopes for the new evangelization called called for by the Church. For evangelization today, he said the heart of Christ must be recognized as the heart of the Church. It is He who calls us to conversion to reconciliation. It is he who leads pure hearts and those hungering for justice along the way to the Beatitudes. It is he who achieves the warm communion of the members of the one body. It is he who enables us to adhere to the good news and to accept the promise of eternal life. It is he who sends, it, uh, sends us out on mission to the heart. To, uh, the heart-to-heart with Jesus, which with Jesus broadens the human heart on a global scale. Close quote, JP2. But I like the way... Uh, uh, St. Paul said it. We uh, have our being in him. Everything is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is through the lens by which we look at the world around us. Now, I want to share with you the promises, the 12 promises that Jesus gave to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And I want to tell you why. I'm going to share this with you, but let me just preface this by saying this. This devotion was originally given to France, Because just like our Lord knew that Judas would make terrible decisions, uh, although he had free choice, he could have freely chosen not to make those decisions, he chose to nonetheless. So does our Lord know in advance that France would end up in the French Revolution, which is a war against God himself. That's what the French Revolution was, just like the Protestant Reformation was as well. It's that revolution that continues in our world today. And... This devotion could have changed the course of not just France, but the whole world around us. But unfortunately, the French king waited way too late in the game to decide to do what our Lord asked him to do. And that was consecrate France to the Sacred Heart and to enact this devotion. By then, he was already under house arrest and headed for the guillotine. But here are the 12 promises. And then uh, we can all jump in here. Promise number one. I will give them all the graces necessary for their state of life. This is for devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, given to Margaret Mary Alaco. Number two, I will establish peace in their families. I will console them in all their troubles. Number four, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of their death. Number five, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Number six, sinners shall find in my heart the source of an infinite ocean of mercy. Number seven, tepid souls shall become fervent. Number eight, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. Number nine, I will bless their homes where an image of my heart shall be exposed and honored. Number ten, I will give To priests, the power of touching the most hardened hearts. Number eleven, those who propagate this devotion shall have their names written in my heart, never to be effaced. Number twelve, of the promises given to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, to the people of France, and ultimately to the whole world, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first day, on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. And those are the 12 promises. Now here's the question. Have you consecrated yourself and your family to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Have you enthroned the Sacred Heart of Jesus in your home? Hmm... If not, why not? And in a world around us that seems to be decaying uh, fairly rapidly, I know uh, there are some in the world who would love to blame traditional Catholics for that, uh, for that mess, but the reality is, that it, is the French, it is the spirit of the French Revolution that persists in our day and age, which is a war against God. And look at the lavishness, the utter gratuitous lavishness our Lord pours out upon us. The, the, the wellspring of graces he gives us in the sacramentals and the devotions. I mean, like, he way overcompensates for our effort and attitude. Like, all we barely have to show up. It's like, it's like the Lord is like, do you have a pulse? Okay, done. Here, let me just wheelbarrow these graces upon you. <laughs> it's like, good grief. We barely got to do anything. And he's just like, okay, can, can you just... Can you just say my name? I done here. Here's more graces. like wow, unbelievable. These twelve promises. Uh, I know
4: some actually cast doubt on these twelve promises. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, people. People tend to do that with any sort of uh, sacramental or the promises and. They say, Well, you know, that's just a private revelation. So it's not magisterial. You don't have to believe it or anything. It may not be real. Maybe maybe not. Who knows? But these sacramentals, like you said, Joe, I mean, there's a treasure trove of these. And they're just at our finger fingertips literally now. You know, we have our phones, we can look them up. Yeah. Add them to our daily prayer routine. Yeah. And especially in months like this, this month that is consecrated, this is an elevated month through the most sacred heart of our Lord Jesus. Add them to your prayers. It's easy. It's easy. And it's going to increase your devotion. You know,
5: do you know who the, uh, here's a pop quiz. Who was the first devotee to the Sacred Heart? Hmm.
6: Do, 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 do,
5: devotee do, do, do. to the Sacred Heart. The first devotee uh, to the Sacred Heart. Who do you Our think lady? that would be? Mm, No, that's a kind of a cop-out of answer, because you can always (laughs) say that our lady is the first devotee of everything. Uh, But no, the first devotee to the Sacred Heart would be St. John the Evangelist, Ah. the beloved disciple, because he is in Sinu Yesu. He was laying on the breast of Christ, Christ, very close to his heart. And I think that is a beautiful image that we can meditate on, someone we could go to during the month of June to seek... To have greater devotion to the Sacred Heart is to be close to St. John the Evangelist, being close to him who laid on the breast of Christ, who Christ gave his mother to be protected and cared for during his earthly life. And so this is very important, to I think, uh, to have a devotion to St. John during this month to lead us closer to the Sacred Heart. But also, something that's amazing is that we wound the heart of Christ in such a uh, such horrible ways by our own personal sin by the sin the public sins that happen in our in our society and the means in which Christ has set up to make reparation for them he's not asking us to go and hike on a mountain or to flagellate ourselves sleep or to a s- sleep on a pillar to live on a yeah to live on a pillar for the rest of your life he instead what does he do he says offer up my sufferings for your sins, offer up my pains, offer up the things that I have given you already, and offer those things up for reparation, mm. for those same sins of all the priests who have a sacrilegious uh, communions, who have sacrilegious masses, who, for all those people who receive communion sacrilegiously, well, what is the solution? Well, it's for us to attend mass with devotion, it's for us to receive communion with devotion and in a state of grace. Those are the things that our Lord yeah. desires from us that we do in order to have it. And then we don't have to do it only on the first Fridays. We could do it for during this month every day, but maybe throughout the whole year, we could do it every Friday of the whole year. You know, it should also remind us of
3: who is our king, right? If, uh, when we, when we enthrone the Sacred Heart in our home, we, we are inviting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be the king of our home. And in a world where we are giving our allegiances to almost everybody else, I think it's an important thing for all faithful to do is to remind them. And let me read you this little excerpt from this blog over at thetraditionalcatholicpriest.com. It says, on June 17, 1789, exactly 100 years to the day of, of when Jesus asked King Louis XIV to consecrate France to his sacred heart, he was stripped of his legislative authority by the upstart of the Third Estate. Four years later, 1793, he was executed at the guillotine. And because of the king's disobedience came to French Revolution and the Reign of Terror, where thousands of bishops, priests, religious, and lay Catholics were killed by the guillotine. Uh, well well, to be noted, every person who began the bloody French Revolution against God, the Catholic Church, and the monarchy, ended up being executed at the guillotine as well. You don't want, you don't want to be a day late and a dollar short. You know, the, the Israelites, when they were brought up out of the land of Egypt, after 430 years of slavery, the Lord already knew what was going to go down. He's, he, the Lord is not a dummy. You know, when he walks in the garden in the cool of the day in Genesis 3, it's not as though he didn't know Adam and Eve had committed this grave sin and would mess up the rest of your life and my life as a result <laughs> of that. Thanks for that, <laughs> by the way. Um, you know, he wasn't like looking for them. Like, oh, where is Adam? Where is Eve? Where are you hiding from me? It's—he's not a dummy, okay? He's not a dummy. He knows you can't hide from him. He knows your choices that you make. He knows your life, and this is why he pours down bucketfuls of grace upon you in hopes that you will—you will get past your own knuckleheadedness in order to respond to those graces. Well. He knew that the people of Israel would get to the land and they would turn out to be just like their pagan neighbors. And they would want a king. And he warned them, you're, you're going to want one, okay? But don't ask. Don't. I'm your king, okay? I'm the guy. You and me together. We're together in this. I'm your king. You got a king. You want a king, I'm your guy. But you're not going to be satisfied with that. You're going to want some knucklehead to be your king. okay. And I'm going to give you what you want, and you're going to regret it. Because he's going to take your children, take your wives, and take your money. And that's exactly what happened. And it became a period of penance for them. And you can argue in some ways it remains even to this day. But when our Lord and Savior Jesus came, he came to finally set right what had been set wrong. He is our king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we should enthrone him in our hearts and in our homes, and in our families, and in our society. So I don't know what you're celebrating this month of June, but if you haven't done so already, consider celebrating the Sacred Heart of the King of Kings and the creator of all the universe. We'll be right back, more is coming.
0: From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN.
7: What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage.
0: Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu.
8: Hi, This is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
2: men it's time the men's march to end abortion and rally for personhood is saturday june 11th the weekend before father's day from 12 to 3 p.m in tallahassee florida men gather at 12 p.m for the march all women children and families join us for the 2 p.m rally at the florida state capitol you are needed every life matters join us on june 11th in tallahassee for more information go to themensmarch.com
4: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. The Breitbart reports. Authorities find 70 missing children during Texas Operation, our most precious resource, they say. 70 missing children were found by authorities, most of them in West Texas, during a lengthy effort dubbed Operation Lost Souls. The children were found in Midland, Odessa, El Paso, Dallas-Fort Worth, Colorado, and Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. The operation ran from the end of April through mid-May in El Paso, Midland, Ector, and Tom Green counties. Many of the children were runaways and were between the ages of 10 and 17. Some children were victims of sex trafficking and physical and sexual abuse. Breitbart also reports, U.S. cinemas fear popcorn shortage as Biden's supply chain crisis spreads. It's a mess, they say. Cinemas around the country are reportedly fearing an imminent shortage of popcorn and other concession stand staples, including popcorn bags and beverage cups, as the supply chain failures of the Biden administration threatened to upend what theaters were hoping would be a mass return to moviegoing this summer. The popcorn shortage reportedly stems from a failure to convince more farmers to grow enough corn rather than more lucrative crops like soybeans. In addition, President Biden's inability to fix a shortage of truckers continues to wreak havoc on shipments across the supply chain. And The Epoch Times reports U.S. military base cancels drag queen story hour for kids after pressure from Senator. An overseas U.S. Air Force Base has canceled a children's storytime hour featuring a drag queen after a Republican congressman demanded the show be dropped. The Ramstein U.S. Air Force Base in Germany canceled the event initially planned for June 2nd called Drag Queen Storytime after Senator Marco Rubio from Florida sent a letter on May 26 to Air Force Secretary Frank, Frank Kendall urging him to cancel what the congressman called publicly funded propaganda. He says, quote, I urge you to immediately cancel this politically divisive event and take appropriate disciplinary action against all involved in allowing this gross abuse of taxpayer funding to place children in a sexualized environment, unquote. Rubio's letter read. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God and all
3: thanks. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. We appreciate that uh, greatly. Joining us now all the way from uh, Ireland, praise be to God is uh, Mr. Nugent. He has a YouTube channel that I found not all that long ago, really, and I've been really, really enjoying it. Uh, decree, decree be determined to be Catholic. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you for being on with us. Thanks very much, Joe. It's a pleasure to join you this morning. I've been uh, enjoying your YouTube channel, your content there. We'll be linking to it on our uh, live video feeds today, but I want to talk about Ireland in particular. Um, you just celebrated a very grotesque anniversary of abortion in your country, Um, Now, I've never been to Ireland, so yes, I have some uh, heritage in that regard. But nonetheless, outside looking in, we always think of of Ireland from a Catholic perspective and St. Patrick, of course, and we think, how is this possible? Like, we're a bunch of pagan heathens. That much we know. But how is it possible for Catholic Ireland to fall so far? What is it like from your perspective? I'm...
9: in Ireland at the moment, um, many people will remember that we had, unlike many other countries, unlike the US, in Ireland we had a popular vote on abortion. And we were kind of surprised when we went out started canvassing back in 2018, knocking on doors and seeing statues of Padre Pio and then people saying, well, I, I support abortion because my local priest says, look, you can follow your conscience and all this. And we became clear that... Decades of bad catechesis, because I wasn't catechised in the 1980s, and so many of my peers. Decades of bad catechesis, bad formation, has just led to Catholics not understanding and knowing their faith. That's simply what's happened in 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 Ireland over the last number of years, because we moved from the 1960s and 1970s, where all of the faith formation was done by priests and religious in schools in the 60s and 70s there would have been christian brothers and uh, you know all of these different um religious schools run by religious Uh, they moved they left the scene and in the 80s 90s and so, so on it's been run by laity that are supposed to to teach the faith but it's uh, it's really bad so <laughs> that that's simply where we are it's a, it's it's a sad lack of leadership and of obviously the the abuse scandals over the last 30 years that since the early 1990s that has really hammered the morale of bishops and priests who are simply afraid to teach us the truth, to speak up about the truth, um, and to stand for, you know, the, the faith. And this has really led to the decimation of the Catholic Church in Ireland. Um, we've had we have four seminarians out of a population wow. of yeah four seminaries that entered last year Four some um there's about uh, 10 seminarians that left Ireland to go to traditional seminaries yeah. so that that that's just in the last year Um there was going to be five but because they were they were demanding that they get a certain treatment medical treatment last year uh, one seminarian said look i prefer not to have that treatment to go into seminary and he he wa- he wasn't allowed in so that that'll give you an idea of where we are at the moment in Ireland.
4: Yeah, that's it's such a such an interesting thing to to know. I mean, it, uh, Joe has mentioned this already. You know, Catholic Ireland. We have this idea. Everybody's Catholic there. The faith is a stronghold there. But uh, you know, I'm thinking about the uh, the lockdowns that happened recently and how that affected the faith of so many people, where they made mass something that was not uh obligatory that was not something as important as keeping a store open for example in your experience uh how is the faith surviving after having the churches being being been locked down for so long
9: yeah so we had a very strange experience never thought i'd see this in my lifetime um in 2020 march everything closed churches closed they stopped giving public masses and we thought for march for a couple of weeks you know two weeks to flatten the curve we all remember that we thought okay look we'll survive two to three weeks and let it go but it kind of trickled on april may june and and then in july 2020 the government kind of relaxed it a little bit so that we could have mass and our local parish priest here um he said he, he sent us out a letter saying, look, I'm not going to start saying mass publicly, yet because I need more time to understand the regulations and so forth. Even though we were all working in factories here and working 12 mm-hmm. hour shifts and eight hour shifts in our factories, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't go to mass. This was the sad reality. So we had to we started traveling to mass in other places um, and uh, we, I, I wrote to a bishop I knew, and I said, look, this is the situation he's in, and we we're in, and he said, look, nobody's going to criticize you or judge you if you're going to, say, the Society suffice Supplies to attend for Mass, which we did, um, you know, and uh, like, either do we fight for the faith or we don't, you know, my children will look back and say, look, I, yeah. I brought my kids to Mass, <laughs> so like, right. it's, it's, a, it's a kind of... All of these, these problems we seem to have had in previous gener- previous years, because, you know, I, I love the church. I, I, I don't want to divide the church. I don't want to be causing division, but, you know, we have to, we have to have the mass. And a group of men that I knew, we built at our own chapel, literally an oh, underground wow. chapel. And so we had about 24 priests that would rotate saying mass. Now, I can't say anything about this chapel, where it is, or who yeah. are the priests, because, Bishops would uh, would 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 just you know come down too hard on them. But these were great men of faith, especially one elderly priest. He was in his 80s. He smokes a lot. He's kind of a. <laughs> he wouldn't have had. But he was such an amazing priest. He's still alive. Did he didn't get, to get COVID. Didn't die. Yeah. And uh, I think he was saying, look, if I'm going to die of COVID, I'll go out dying. I'll die saying the mass. And uh, you know, he gave a great amazing. example and. Uh, no, so there is pockets yeah. of good faith. Uh, there are there are lots of good families, but Ireland is more New Age now. That's the spirituality that pervades Ireland. You know,
3: mindfulness yeah. and meditation and mm-hmm. yoga. That's really, you know, where is it we've New come Age at. or is it Old Age? That's one of the questions in my mind. You know, I feel I I feel like the world is going back to its pagan roots. Essentially, we're seeing it in almost every culture. Uh, where they 're turning yeah. back to sort of this uh, paganism with a new motif slapped on the cover yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know i 'm thinking about to the two societies that have fallen so far uh Montreal and Quebec has gone like ninety percent in the last one hundred years. you know it was like stellar ninety nine hundred percent Catholic. And now it's barely a blip on the radar, and Ireland is going down the same way. Poland is is also declining these days. It also has a good reputation for being Catholic, and it is utterly tragic. But your, one of your latest videos, you talked about Ireland's uh, psychic epidemic, and that made me think about the question, is abortion the opiate of the masses? To turn that phrase on its head a little bit. You know, uh, religion is the opiate of the masses. I think uh, abortion really is, because... How else do you see so many uh, mobs of people chanting, cheering, elated, beside themselves with joy over the right to end human life?
9: I mean, I suppose we couldn't understand it. You know, I'm I, I'm a father. I have children. As I said, I looked at my children when the when you know three after three month scan. We named our children in the womb. We knew the sex. You know, we 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 heavily identified with with the, that beautiful person in the womb. And during one of our my our. One pregnancy, one, our daughter, she, my wife had an illness, and um, they said, well, in normal circumstances in other countries, you'd be recommended to abort this baby because she would be born with with um Uh, defects and so forth now there was no not a chance we would even consider it and at the time it was illegal in ireland but that's what the doctors were saying at the time kind of nudge nudge you can go to england and get sorted if you if you don't want to continue but that's that's really where we are and my daughter's perfectly healthy she has nothing wrong with her and uh, uh but you know this is the sad the sad the sad situation where we are i mean all during that campaign, guys. Hold we that were thought. COVIDed. Hold
3: that thought. Sorry, we have are up against a hard break here. Robert Nugent is our guest. He is the uh, the host. He has a YouTube channel called Decree V. Determined to be Catholic. We'll link to it. You should check it out. But we're talking about the uh, sci- the psychic epidemic in Ireland for abortion. All of that and more coming up on the other side of this very quick break. Don't go anywhere. Have a drive time. We'll be right back.
2: men it's time the men's march to end abortion and rally for personhood is saturday june 11th the weekend before father's day from 12 to 3 p.m in tallahassee florida men gather at 12 p.m for the march all women children and families join us for the 2 p.m rally at the florida state capitol you are needed every life matters join us on june 11th in tallahassee for more information go to themensmarch.com
8: Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
3: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Robert Nugent is our guest. His uh, YouTube channel is Decree Be Determined to be Catholic. Robert, welcome back to the show. Real quick, before we jump back into the conversation, you are a, you're a tour guide of some kind? You're like a Catholic uh, tour guide? Like, What is it you do? Okay, so I I work, my day job, I work for an American
9: multinational, Uh, I won't say their name on the radio, but I work in supply chain, and in my past time, my son and myself, he's 12 years old, we've been walking across Spain. So. We are a tour guide in the sense that as we walk across, we pick up people ah, from all over the world. It. A lot of Americans, actually, I'm um, not that d- we've known. No doubt. <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, it's our amateur pastime. Uh, we're, so we're walking from Fatima next month up to Santiago de
3: Compostela. So oh, how wonderful! It. Praise yeah, be to God. Yeah. If someone wanted you to, uh, to uh, be their official Santiago tour guide, would you be open to that? Absolutely, uh,
9: and, they, uh, and I, I'd be more than happy if they want to come along, so they, if they go to my
3: channel, my email's there, and just reach out to me. If Got that's it. something they're interested Decrevy in. determined yeah. to be Catholic. Again, we'll link to it, but let's jump back in. In that video, before the break, you were starting to get into this, so you played these clips of this crowd just really beside themselves, happy for the right to kill human beings, you know, this uh, Moloch worship. Um, it is very disturbing to see that.
9: Yeah, it is, and and a, and a part of that video that people didn't miss is that you have the celebrations, and also you have the music, which the title of that music is Black Mass, because <laughs> abortion is the anti-sacrament. It is, it is the, it is the anti-sacrament. It is the destruction of life, the destruction of the most precious, uh, without without the right to life, without the simple acknowledgement that the child has value where are we going as a society and uh, it was always harped on oh look people are traveling for abortions but the reality is guys we went from 2000 abortions a year to 6666 abortions wow. um, and there's a friend of mine he's and he's wrote a book called the gentle traditionalist roger book and he goes into a lot of the problems that that are faced in Ireland, um, and he's kind of dissected them down, and we've been talking about this. And so that that um, quote that I have, that psychic um, Epidemic, you know, really comes from Roger and his inspiration, his books and so forth, because he, he says he's looking at the problems that we're facing in Ireland. And, you know, how how is it that we have we've, we've come so far, and what's the next step? The next step obviously will be euthanasia, and we have all of the woke uh, culture that's invading Ireland. But I do see I do see a lot of hope. It's not like I don't I don't, don't want to make people depressed. There's a lot of hope because you see. People realizing this has gone so far, this project, that that they're, that they're sensing that something is deeply wrong in 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 this in this um, manoeuvre to uh, I, to really destroy the humanity, to to destroy society. I mean, if we can't have, if we can't value the child in the womb, where are we going as our future? You
3: know, you know it's fascinating for me. I love history. I, I do that in my pastime. I read history books. Um, America has never been a Catholic country. Uh, it was barely tolerated in our colonial days. Uh, it got better over time. Praise be to God. I would say we're more Catholic now than we've ever have been in in history, and we got tons of problems here, obviously. Whereas Ireland, as we've already uh, you know spoken of, it, it's synonymous. Like we just everyone yeah. from the outside thinks of Ireland as Catholic, even still to this day, even though it's simply not true. So I bring this up to ask the question, unlike in America, I take the, the, the premise that it is impossible to vote an ethical society into office. It's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to vote and get the reign of Mary. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in Ireland, though, is it still possible to, for your vote to have an impact on a religious and spiritual level? No, not, not, there's not simply a chance that will happen
9: at this moment in time. None of the parties uh, have a majority to to uh, bring back Catholic values in Ireland. It's simply there are 90% of or 85% of those in our parliament would not support. Uh, so 85% of those in our part support abortion support uh, and a whole platter of other uh, areas that are against the faith in the US you stand a little bit more of a chance than that um, in, I, when I was doing my channel I was doing my research for my channel I travelled around the US I travelled to the to, uh, to Hansville, Alabama to Shrine and the Blessed Sacrament and you do see in America there's a lot more dynamics there's a lot more Living, vibrant Catholic par- parishes, beautiful area. We and you try and we come back to Ireland and try and bring this here, where everybody in quotes is Catholic, you know, 85% or something like that. But the faith is the faith isn't lived in most parishes. You don't have the dynamics that many Catholics would take for granted in the U.S. In in some beautiful parishes, um, we don't have the dynamics of a large traditional movement. We're very small here, and uh, and. These movements, these dynamics help grow the faith, help keep us in balance, help challenge people, whereas in Ireland, we're way behind, and this is the sad reality. Mm -hmm. And uh, And with
3: with the growing divide within the church itself, uh, I I imagine that that's getting much worse for for you and for the faith there.
9: Yeah, yeah. We had a Jesuit come here last week and tell us that, uh, you know, we're get ready for gay blessings to get ready for women priests women deacons wow and um, and this is the synodal path i have it on my channel so it's not like i'm I, if people can just go and listen to his actual words don't listen to what i'm saying here this is what the jesuit told us and uh, he's not alone there's others in his uh, you know that say look if the church is becoming a democracy and will be you know we'll you know this the spirit of the, the age will is going to is so going to drive forward.
5: what exactly is the sense of the faithful in ireland then i i mean clearly when I say sense of the faithful, i don't mean. The of all the Catholics that are there, but of those who are faithful to the church, who are faithful to the traditions, because, you know, tradition does not change, uh, what uh, is the sense of the faithful there? Are they kind of just keep your head down and I'm just going to go to mass and try to survive and be Catholic and die Catholic and raise my kids Catholic? Or is there kind of a, a fighting spirit, you know, like in America, we have the the fighting Irish in Notre Dame yeah. <laughs> uh, here in, in, uh, in, in uh, America. And uh, so what is the sense of the faithful there? in Ireland?
9: Yeah, I, t- there, is, there are lots of really strong uh, groups in Ireland uh, on both sides. You have a lot in the traditional movement that are well catechised, And you can see in elsewhere in Ireland a lot of strong people um, coming out, especially young men, which really surprised me, uh, really loving digging into their faith. Um, and, and and fighting back on that, I mean, we we have a prayer group. I won't say where it is on this, but we, we send we we some men we've sent to seminary from there, and we're we're supporting them, helping them, uh, praying for them, which is important, and cry and really um, giving that dynamic that that's a preparation for for their ministry. Um, there's a, there's a lot of fight back. You can I can see it, and, and that's why I'm saying there's a lot of hope. But uh, from the top down, we don't have a lot of support. Uh, in, and this is where the, the Sadly, last year we had that Traditionis Custodis document, and, I, and, I, and it really saddened me because what we should be doing is using all the tools we have available to evangelize. And, um, I, you know, if, the, if, if somebody is nourished by the Novus Ordo, so be it. If somebody is nourished by traditional mass, so be it. Let all of that dynamic work in the church and stop trying and stop. Let's get together and stop dividing us. But... Uh, uh, that uh, there seems to mm. be a lack of will from the top to give us support uh, yeah to us uh and that's okay and that's okay look at the end of the day we we, uh, we are the church we are you're my baptized brothers we are the church we can live the faith we can preach the faith mm. we can help priests and religious and uh and understand you know it's it 's up to us to give leadership it 's up to you to give leadership, and that 's what's vital at the moment and People are listening to that they're reaching out to me and so once we start giving leadership, you know the Holy Spirit will move hearts and and we we just
3: have to let this beautiful faith um re- there- revitalize. We only have a couple minutes left. Is there a sense of grieving, of loss, of mourning, uh, to, so to speak, from the hierarchy there in Ireland about the state of Ireland these days?
9: If there is, I haven't heard it voiced by them, except for the last bishop of Galway, who was installed, and you know he he gave a very pessimistic um, homily when he was installed. You'll find it there. Yeah, I mean it, the facts speak for themselves. If you go to a mass here. Uh, I'm I'm the young person.
0: <laughs> wow! sorry to hear it, my friend.
9: <laughs> and, and I bring my children. I because i bring my children as an on an. I bring my children to the Novus Order and to Societies St Pius X traditional Latin Mass, so they can get a broad view. Look, this is the Church. Understand both sides, and. They they will say, well, Daddy, there's nobody of my peers at a noble sort. Whereas if they go to society mass, you you'll have twenty boys the same age. And 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 uh, my question is to the church: Can we not learn? Can we not? and yeah, introduce our exactly. children to, lo- yes. to love the sacred. Mm-hmm. It's done in Hansville, Alabama. If every right. people go to your mother and child, yeah. and it's done in the Novel's Order, can't we do this? Can't I we tell start you,
3: engaging? From a strategic standpoint, if all that's the, your, th- your motivation was, was strategy, I would have mandated every suburban Catholic parish to say a TLM every Sunday. It would have filled the parking lots. It would yeah. have brought everybody back and filled
4: the coffers. It'd be nice, too, not yeah. to travel so far. So. I mean,
3: how many <laughs> like, if I could not have to drive an hour yeah, yeah, at
4: exactly. $6 a gallon of gas, good grief.
3: Well, uh, we're almost out of time here with uh, Mr. Robert Nugent, uh, decree be determined to be Catholic. Uh, what's the best way to connect? Is it through your YouTube?
9: Yeah, if they if they if they reach out through, through my YouTube channel, they'll be able to a, go to about. They'll find my email there. And the channel is set up to support other um, bloggers in Ireland. So it's any of the funding that that they're sending me, we're we're buying laptops and equipment for oh, other wow. people to lay lay Um So it's it's and it's pure frustration. I'm doing this out of pure frustration to, <laughs> to get to to drive forward a conversation in the church, so if people want to help with me and reach out, I'd be more than helpful, but I, I, I personally don't need the money, thank God he's looked after me, but I do want other Catholics that I know to uh, have the tools available to start preaching the faith, so that's, that's the inspiration for the channel.
3: Yeah, praise be God. I've uh, been enjoying it, Decree V, Determined to be Catholic on YouTube, Mr. Nugent, thank you for your time today. God bless you, God love you. Thanks. We'll be praying for the faithful in Ireland for sure. Okay. God bless. All right. Uh, if you can join us in the next star, we would surely love to have you. Of course, we're going to have uh, our Saint of the Day, Gospel of Day. Is our phone lines working again? I hope so. Yesterday we had lots of problems with phone lines. Hopefully that all got worked out so we can play our fear and trembling trivia game share with prizes at stake. Uh, That's all coming up the next star. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you back here tomorrow.
2: Eve Gambo is a real Guadalupe radio listener. To help her explain the impact that Catholic radio has
7: had on her life, we had Rocky come in and help her tell her story.
2: Before I was able to listen to Catholic radio, I would listen to other Christian radio stations just because there was no Catholic radio.
8: Hey, you know, Mickey always tells me, you know, Catholic radio, you know, is kinda like having an angel on your shoulder.
2: Those other stations were okay but I always felt like something was missing. Catholic Radio is a huge blessing because it shares the full
8: truth. Well, it was like a wake-up call. Kind of like getting punched with an uppercut, only with the truth.
2: Please, if you have not made a pledge of support to keep Guadalupe Radio on the air, do it now. And if you have made a pledge, please fulfill that pledge. I want to make sure that I always have my Catholic radio station.
8: Yeah, make sure you send in your pledge. You know, you can do so by going to grnonline.com or 888 3476 Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
2: Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th. The weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the pre born at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March.
8: Hi, I'm Travis Wade with Property Clinic Real Estate Transformations, and you're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
6: Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive
3: Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Just wrapped up a great conversation with Mr. Nugent, Robert Nugent from Decree V, Determined to be Catholic on YouTube about Ireland falling so far. I mean, did you catch the number, he said? Four-year anniversary of abortion in Ireland, and they're celebrating 6,666 abortions. Yikes. And they were celebrating that. like They were like happy that that was the number. That is diabolical. Degenerates. Absolutely insane. If you missed that interview, you can always catch the podcast version, by the way, uh, which is on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. You can also find it on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, on our Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app, which you can download free in your app store. Just look for the Guadalupe Radio Network. In your app store, download that today. You can find the podcast in the flyout of the mobile app. Praise be to Jesus. By the way, on the mobile app, we are uh, there's it, we're, there's things we want to do to upgrade, right? To fix some quirks and then upgrade it. We're working on it. I wish it was inexpensive. It is not. It is quite the opposite. It is uh, very expensive. We want to be good stewards of the donor dollars of you, the faithful, who have supported us in our radio apostolate, So thank you for your generous support for us. Uh, but I just want to let you know that we're working on that the back end. So more to come there. But to end this hour, praise be to Jesus, we are going to have a great hour. We have good news, saint of the day, gospel of the day. It is, of course, the month of the Sacred Heart as well. So if you have not done so, if you've never consecrated yourself or your family or enthroned the Sacred Heart in your home, why not make this the month to do that? We talked about that last hour. And uh, we are going to continue to have that conversation probably in the after show of this hour, which is the second half of the hour, where we stay live on our video feeds just interacting with you directly. You get to drive that conversation. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning,
4: Joe. And yes, it's a fascinating thing that you can do. It's a fantastic thing that you can do, rather, to enthrone your home to the sacred heart of our most, uh, uh, the blessed Lord Jesus. I'm fumbling my words here, but... Um, <laughs> It's a fascinating thing that you can do because you're taking that slice. You know, they say home is where the heart is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it can be if you enthrone your home to our blessed Lord Jesus, to a yeah. sacred heart. And what does that say to the world? It means this place is holy. It means this place is It's, it's a foundation for us to form the, the cell of society, our family. Yeah. As for me and my house, we shall worship the Lord. Exactly. Yeah, amen to that. Praise be to God. Now you've been to Ireland. I have been to Ireland. It is oh pff, man. If I could live there, I would go there in a heartbeat. It's oh, yeah. gorgeous. A lot of people are buying land there. Yeah. Well, we a have, lot have some of family properties. Yes. 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 There, we have some family who wants to sell a farm and. I got to tell you it's becoming more and more uh, enticing to me yeah. as I want to escape Portugal's the world.
3: Portugal's in the same boat. I've seen a lot of people buying these abandoned properties in Portugal, the Italian Alps, same thing. You got all these uh, old 100 plus year old family farms there that are uh, in ruin. And so all these westerners buy the place up, fix them up, and they put them on YouTube.
4: However, the thing that really makes me pump the brakes a little is uh-huh. what we talked about. It's, 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 hard get, a, it's hard to get a, a, yeah. you know, a church around yeah. you that's yeah. actually solid. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll wait a little bit longer. <laughs> just uh, um, a little bit. Um, um, um,
3: which is an fr- <laughs> Irish phrase, I think. Uh, yes. uh, anyway, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. I need to turn my mic on. Nine there you go. There's my 47 mic. times you want the mic on. You know, 20% of
5: the time, I get it right every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, some good news about Ireland, though. I just just popped up on my feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, on May 14th, 510 public square rosary rallies wow. all across Ireland. Praise be to God. All that's all on May 14th. That's that is hope. hopeful. That is hopeful right there. So, there, you know, there is still hope, but despite the fact that the world is going crazy and the New World Order is closing in. The mm. power mm-hmm. of the rosary still stands strong against the enemies of Holy Mother Church. Amen. So, yeah. let's pray the rosary. Let's have devotion to the Sacred Heart. I'm excited for the month. It is a good month to do battle against the enemies of the Church.
3: Amen to that. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to pray... In honor of the Sacred Heart of Christ in the month of June, we're going to be praying the Memorari to the Sacred Heart all month long. So hopefully you will join us in that. And we're going to get started uh, with this hour. Do us a favor, share us with a friend. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most sweet Jesus, that no one who has had recourse to thy sacred heart implored its help or sought its mercy was ever abandoned. Encouraged with confidence, O tenderest of hearts, we present ourselves before thee, crushed beneath the weight of our sins. In our misery, O sacred heart of Jesus, despise not our simple prayers, but mercifully grant our requests. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos.
4: Good morning. Thanks for listening to Catholic Drive Time. Here's a good news story for you today. Breitbart reports, nine-year-old Ohio girl raises $100,000 to fight brain cancer in memory of her twin brother. She says, I wanted to honor him. A nine-year-old Ohio girl has raised more than $100,000 to fund research for brain cancer after her twin brother passed away from a malignant tumor last year. In September 2019, then six-year-old Grant Wolf of Loveland and his family learned the awful news that he was diagnosed with medulloblastoma. The Loveland community rallied around the youngster, becoming known as Grant's wolf pack. But after battling the disease for over a year, Grant passed away on January 22, 2021, weeks before he and his twin sister Julia's eighth birthday. I couldn't even bear the thought of having a birthday without my twin brother, so I wanted to honor him while turning eight, Julia said. In honor of Grant's memory, Julia, with her her mother Sarah's help, established a Facebook fundraiser for the nonprofit The Cure Starts Now, hoping to raise around $240 in increments of $8 by her eighth birthday. Julia wanted to raise money to help find a cure for brain cancer so that no other kids would have to go through this tough time, Sarah said. The Loveland girl shattered her own goal, eclipsing $56,000 in donations for the charity. Reflecting on this incredible feat, Sarah said, we're so proud of Julia for thinking of both Grant and other kids during her birthday week. We are heartbroken that she will be growing up without her twin brother at her side physically, but she has big ideas and a big heart, so we know this is just the first of many ways she will honor his memory while making a difference in the world at the same time. For Julia's ninth birthday this past February, she held another fundraiser for the same charity, requesting donations be made in $9 increments in honor of her and Grant's ninth birthday. She raised tens of thousands of dollars again, passing the $52,000 milestone, all of which will go towards researching brain cancer. And that's really good news. God love you.
5: The saint of the day is a saint that took his name or ends up becoming the name of which Saint Ignatius of Loyola took his name. Saint Enigo of Oña, not Enigo Montoya. Saint Enigo of Oña was born in the 11th century and was reportedly a native of Bilbao in northern Spain. Early in life he was drawn to a life of solitude and left to become a hermit. Later he traveled to Aragon where he received the religious habit of a monk at San Juan de Peña. Eventually he was being, he was elected prior and his term completed and was again drawn to the hermit's desert and he resumed his hermetical life in the mountains of Aragon. However, in 1029, King Sancho the Great sought out and was able to convince Inigo to become the abbot of a group of monks in a monastery at Oña. The monastery founded by Sancho's father-in-law was in need of reform and he wanted Inigo to lead the process. The choice proved an excellent one, and under his administration, the abbey grew rapidly in number and sanctity. Inigo's influence extended far beyond the monastery walls, though. He brought unity and accord to communities and individuals who had long been at bitter variance, and he men of violent passions. When a severe drought threatened a total crop failure, God listened to his prayers and let the rains fall in abundance. On another occasion he is said to have fed a great multitude with three loaves of bread. He was two leagues from the abbey when he was seized with the malady which was to claim his life. He was carried home and upon his arrival he asked that refreshments be brought to the two young boys who had escorted the party with torches. But no one else had seen the boys. It is thought that they must have been angels that only an eagle could see. He died on June 1st, 1057, and was canonized by Pope Alexander III about a century later. Saint Inigo of Onya, pray for us.
3: Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the Son of Destruction, in order that the Scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them. Because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated. In truth, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Haydock's commentary points out, Christ as man, says St. Augustine, asks of his father to persevere, uh, to preserve, rather, those disciples whom he had given him, who were to preach the gospel to the world, that they may be one, as we also are. These words cannot signify an equality, nor to be one in nature and substance, as the divine persons are, one, but only that they may imitate as much as they are able the union of love and of affection." Close quote. Haydock's commentary today. Adrian, what did you find?
5: Yes, Cornelius Elopidae here makes the point that Augustine makes in saying, "...when the word was made flesh, he sanctified himself in himself." Himself the man and himself the word, because the word in the man is one Christ. But he says it for the sake of his members, for these I sanctify myself, that is them in me, because in me they are even myself. Is that was that clear? That, that makes sense? That, that was perfectly clear, right? Okay, so what what I'm gonna relate this to is I was reading about the sacred heart of Jesus yesterday. And one thing that was noted is that the possible error with the Sacred Heart, is that people would try to divide the Sacred Heart from Christ himself. Meditating upon a particular aspect of Christ has the danger of separating that part from the whole, and we can't do that. So when we meditate on the Sacred Heart, when we think about the wound of the, of the wounds of Christ, his wounds and his hands and his feet and his side, of, of, of the precious blood of our Lord, we have to remember That heart which so loved men, that sacred heart, is united to the God-man who is Christ Jesus. It is not just, we're not worshiping an organ. We are worshiping Christ himself, who is God, who is the Word, who sanctifies himself in himself through the hypostatic union. That heart which we worship is, in fact, the heart of God. It is part of the body of Christ, which cannot be separated from the divinity. That's very important for us to remember and for us to meditate on constantly, because it is through his divinity that he saved mankind. It is through his divinity that he is able to love us with the love of God, because it is difficult sometimes for us to think about how on earth can a disembodied spirit love me? How can God in his infinite majesty love me and care about me and know me in an intimate way? But that is why our Lord became flesh. That is one of the reasons why he became incarnate. So that way we can know him and love him in a way that is familiar to us because we don't have a God who is high and lofty and above us, but one who understands our pain, our sufferings, our temptations. He has loved us so much that he came down to experience that same thing. And so because of that, our Lord offers himself as a holy victim. And so let us meditate today on the Sacred Heart and how much that heart is wounded by our sins and what need we have of making reparation against those horrible outrages that wound the heart of Christ so dearly all right speaking of wounds the phone system was wounded yesterday
3: but i'm told it is back it is better than ever today so let's let's pray that that's true all right so what you need to do because we're going to play our game now uh fear and trembling is up next that phone line is available to you at 877-757-9424. Call right now. If you tried yesterday, and many of you did, you were telling us we couldn't get through. Try again today. Try again right now. 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. 877-757-9424.
8: We'll be right back. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics?
1: 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably rule number two. You don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture. Read the catechism. Listen to apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three. Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four. Always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity. An opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five. Don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession before you can answer one question you're asked another then another just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say then move on rule number six never be afraid to say i don't know when asked a question about your faith don't try to wing it however always follow i don't know with but i will find out and get back to you and make sure you do
0: a beacon of truth in a troubled world This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another
8: round of fear
3: Joe
8: McClain!
3: Praise be to God, and welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. at Fear and Tremoli, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where prizes are at stake, but we need a phone call to play our game. And college you is. I really hope that our phone lines are working again. 877-757-9424. Oh, we were doing great, Adrian. Uh, we were doing perfect for months now. 877-757-9424 is that phone number. 877-757-9424. Seven five seven, nine four, two, four, call now, first caller gets to be the contestant, but here is the deal, okay, There are secrets and agendas that happen on this show you 're not allowed to tell anybody my secrets or my agendas, and if you 'll promise not to, I will share them with you, so it 's just between us right you 're not recording this or sending this out right You're just, This is just between us, number one, I lo- we like to teach the faith, so we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about the Catholic faith. Praise be to God. Just imagine the bragging rights. And then, of course, we like to have a good time and laugh, and our callers tend to be amazing. Praise be to Jesus. We love that most. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here, let me explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but we don't ask the caller the questions, so they don't need to know. They might not know a single correct answer and could still win the game. That's because I will be asking Adrian, and I will be asking Rudy, one of which will give me a correct answer. The other will give me an incorrect answer. The caller will then have 15 seconds to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win?
4: This is the month, the month of the Sacred Heart. And may his Sacred Heart Rain in every heart and in every nation. Our sponsor this week is Sacred Heartery on Etsy. Kara handprints original linocut art and other items designed and printed in her small North Alabama studio. It's her sincerest prayer that her work will please the Lord as it helps foster your Catholic faith and devotions. She has offered a very special Sacred Heart gift bundle, which features a lovely Du Leroy Patch, it's modeled after the anti-revolutionist Catholics in the Vendee uh, Vendee region of France, as well as some other devotionals on the Sacred Heart. That's going to supercharge your month of the Sacred Heart here in June. Please check out her store on Etsy. Search for Sacred Heartery. Thank you very much, Cara. All right, praise be to God.
3: Typing and speaking, I can't do them simultaneously, so I Me guess I, will, I will cease one of those <laughs>
4: activities. All right,
3: praise be to God. Thank you to our sponsor for playing our game today. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's see, Kim and Tony, our good friends from the uh, Roulette Metropolitan area. Praise be to God. Kim and Tony, good morning to you. Good morning.
10: All how are right. y'all doing?
3: How is uh, how is the jam-packed, sunny metropolis? congestion of roulette today
1: it's nice we're like the only school still in school so you're still
3: in school it's like we're still in school it's almost september you're gonna have to start the new year soon like I, well
1: you know we're catholic we're serious about everything <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> and praise be to god is my birthday on the second oh, his what birthday
3: happy birthday, happy birthday. Tony. Praise nice. praise we should sing happy birthday to tony should we do that
6: <gasps> Who did oh my goodness, I think yeah. we should happy
3: birthday. Ready? One, oh. two, three.
5: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tony.
6: Happy birthday to you. Now
5: we're going to get a copyright strike. May the because, Lord uh, bless you. Because the uh, happy birthday song is uh, copyrighted. So Let the censor
3: overlord censor. I don't care. Happy birthday, Tony. God bless you. Oh,
8: my gosh. That was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Malone, love and that sort of thing. All right, you
3: guys are uh, fear and trembling uh, veterans, so you know the deal. Are you ready to play? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's do this. We will start with Rudy, as is our custom. Our tradition, our patrimony, wearing a maroon tie today, so Giga Aggies. Are you, are you an Aggie fan? Or you moved to Texas? Who's you, Aggie? Okay, you live in Texas now, Rudy. You have to choose, okay? Is that... Uh, A&M, UT, there's really nobody else. A&M?
4: Is that like a Gigamada? soda? Root Beer? Ouch. Root Beer Company? Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing.
3: Uh, Rudy, can you tell me, okay. is St. Bernard the one who wrote... The, what? Or, or rather <laughs> let, me, let me start over. Don't be laughing at me. St. Bernard... Okay. Okay. The great, the amazing St. Bernard. Mm. He the wrote, dog? He wrote... No. <laughs> stop it. Did he have Zip Dog? Mm.
4: What prayer, famous prayer, to Mary did St. Bernard write? Okay. St. Bernard is a patron saint of dogs, and he wrote a prayer for the intercession of our Blessed Mother for sick puppies. Sick puppies, Sick say. puppies.
1: oh Thick puppies. Mm-hmm. How cute. Thick puppies. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's
3: see what, uh, let's see what uh, animal lover Adrian Fonseca has to say. I'm well known for my love of animals. <laughs> you are. You are.
5: I love the way they taste.
3: <laughs> I mean, next to the, the poor gentleman who died in that serious accident in, in Australia, the alligator hunter guy, mm-hmm. next to him, you're high up
5: there. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. Bernard wrote, what famous prayer to our Lady. Mm, yes. St. Bernard wrote the famous prayer, one that Joe says almost every single day. Almost. 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 The Memorare. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Memorare. The Memorare. I seem to have known that prayer for some you, time. Now. You know that uh-huh. You know that prayer? You're saying that's the one. I think I've heard you say that once or twice. <laughs>
3: couple, anyway? Okay. Well, Kim and Tony, Ed, what famous prayer did St. Bernard say? Is it as Adrian says, the Memorare? Or is it as Rudy says, a prayer for puppies? Hmm. What say you? Do
11: you, you? think, Tony? Adrian? oh I would go for Adrian.
3: Yeah, if you have to, right? Like, what else? What, <laughs>
8: what can you do?
3: We can't trick him.
8: Your hands were tied.
5: You, you don't feel guilty about having to choose Adrian. You had no He's got those choice. early birthday graces. Yeah. He already knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Speaking of such things, a uh, little hint there for the next question, I would say. A little Uh-oh. segue. Uh uh-huh. oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's dive Did you deep. catch it? Let's dive deep. Let's, uh-huh. deep. Let's go to a Thomist uh, here for this first question. Uh, Adrian.
5: That is me. I what? am Adrian.
3: are you? That
5: has yet to be dream, by the way.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's That's the after show. What is the term for the extraordinary gifts lost by Adam and Eve mm. after
5: their fall? Mm, yes. That would be a term that most people have never heard of before. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to let you know. Okay. It is called preternatural gifts. Preternatural mm-hmm. gifts. Gifts you
3: say Correct Okay Mhm. Okay I wonder uh, Rudy can you tell me What is the term For the extraordinary gifts
4: Lost by Adam and Eve After their fall Hmm Okay Those are known Not as preternatural gifts No But supernatural Whoa. gifts Hmm Okay Because yeah. It was pretty super what It they was
3: It was super it was, What they had going down It was pretty
4: super What they lost for me and then yeah, exactly.
3: Not yeah. that I'm holding a grudge. Good job, but I may be holding a grudge. Just saying. Yeah, glad, glad they took you out of you I know, wonder, purgatory. Maybe, should, you should I confess uh, holding a grudge against Adam and Eve? I don't know. Anyway, here's the question: What is the extraordinary gifts lost by Adam and Eve? Is it supernatural, as Rudy says, or preternatural, as Adrian says? 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Kim and Tony, what say you? Let's try
6: to the Rudy. Go to the other one. Go, go, go. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was
5: cr- that was a tricky question. Tricky question. That was a tricky question. It was the preternatural is, yeah. is it literally means the n- things that are beside nature or mm. supernatural is above nature. So supernatural is God's actions in nature ah. and preternatural mm. is natural to us, but it rarely happens. Yeah. So Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you, we learn. We learn. That's it. We just to chalk it up
3: to a learning experience. Praise be to God. Preternatural gifts. Correct answer. Let's go to question number three. Back to Rudy this time. Rudy? Mm-hmm. Tough question. Okay. Easily the easiest of the, the hardest questions today.
4: What? Mm-hmm. Clear as mm-hmm. mud. Mm-hmm.
3: Is modesty one of the fruits of the Holy Ghost? Uh, yes. Simple, straightforward. Yes, it is. Adrian, is modesty? <laughs> I got nothing
5: for you then. <laughs> is modesty
3: one of
4: the fruits of the Holy Ghost, sir?
5: I'm gonna be honest. I don't okay. really like fruit. No. Uh, but I
4: love it, fruit. Fruit's but amazing.
5: It's in nah, but <gasps> I do like modesty. Yeah. I don't those. I don't think those two mm. things go together though. What? So I'm gonna say no. I'm offended. Gotta go with no, I'm folks. <sighs>
3: Kim and Tony, is modesty one of the fruits of the Holy Ghost? Adrian says no because he hates all fruit around the whole wide world, apparently. Yeah. And uh, Rudy says yes, it is one of the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Kim and Tony, what say you? Oh
11: boy, this is
3: Tony says this one goes to Rudy. This one goes to Rudy. Survey says,
0: yeah. Nailed it.
3: Of course. Fruit is amazing. I don't know what your problem is. Especially mangoes. It's bad for you. No, fruit is awesome. Fruits and vegetables bad for you. Kim and Tony, congratulations. You are in for two. And Tony, happy birthday. I don't know. Are you going to skydive for your birthday? Shark diving? Cliff jumping? I'm not sure what your birthday plans are, but happy birthday to you, Tony. God bless you.
1: He does turn 18, so I guess he could.
3: Yeah! (laughs) Motorcycle racing. I'm just trying to throw some general ideas out there, Enlist in the military. That's all. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Kim and Tony, God bless you. Thanks for having a laugh again. Happy birthday. We'll put you on hold as normal, but uh, God bless you guys. That's going to do it for the uh, radio site. Join us on the after show at grnonline.com forward slash cdt.
10: Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Justin, Martyr. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Sing with all the saints in
11: glory, sing the resurrection song. Death and sorrow, earth's dark story, to the former days belong. All around the clouds are breaking, soon the storms of time shall cease. In God's likeness we awaken, knowing everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and
7: the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your Spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess. To "To Almighty God,
10: and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have have greatly sinned in my thoughts, thoughts and in my words.
11: Kyrie
6: eleison,
11: Christ Christ eleison,
6: Kyrie eleison,
11: Kyrie eleison,
6: let us pray. O God, who through the folly of the cross wondrously taught St. Justin the martyr the surprising knowledge of Jesus Christ, Grant us through His intercession that having rejected deception and error, we may become steadfast in the faith through our Lord Jesus Christ, Your Son, who lives and reigns with You in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
11: Amen.
10: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. At Miletus, Paul spoke to the presbyters of the church of Ephesus, Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock, of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers, in which you tend the church of God, that he acquired with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come among you, and they will not spare the flock. And from your own group, men will come forward perverting the truth. to to draw the disciples away after them. So be vigilant, and remember that for three years, night and day, I unceasingly admonished each of you with tears. And now I commend you to God, and to that gracious word of his that can build you up, and give you the inheritance among all who are consecrated. I have never wanted anyone's silver or gold or clothing, you know well that these very hands have served my needs and my companions. In every way I have shown you that by hard work of that sort we must help the weak and keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus who himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down and prayed with them all. They were all weeping loudly as they threw their arms around Paul and kissed him, For they were deeply distressed that he had said that they would never see his face again. Then they escorted him to the ship. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Show forth, O God, your power, the power, O God, with which you took our part. For your temple in Jerusalem let the kings bring you gifts. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. You kingdoms of the earth, sing to God. Chant praise to him who rides on the heights of the ancient heavens. Behold, his voice resounds. The voice of power. Confess the power of God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Over Israel is his majesty. His power is in the skies. Awesome in his sanctuary is God, the God of Israel. He gives power and strength to his people. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia,
11: Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. alleluia, alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia
7: the Lord be with you and with your spirit a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John glory to you O Lord lifting up his eyes to heaven Jesus prayed saying Holy Father keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one just as we are one When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them that none of them was lost except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue this season of Ascension Tide, where we are praying for the gift of the Holy Spirit that will come upon the church in a a new way this Pentecost, this Sunday, we have uh, the operations and the liturgy of the church discusses the operations of the Holy Spirit. Every Sunday we say, I believe and the Holy Spirit. And then shortly after that, we say, I believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The church is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it animates the church in, as a soul of the church, as the, the thing that gives life to the church. And part of that is that we are a people who are consecrated. In our baptism, we live the consecration of Jesus to the Father. For this reason, because we are so profoundly loved by God in, in being consecrated, consecration means set aside for a holy purpose, that these baptized persons, these this, this, this holy people, is so deeply loved. That's why we can be in the world and not of the world, as St. Francis de Sales put it, a fresh water fish swimming in salt water, or a butterfly that passes through flames, that we can be deeply loved by God and not affected by the uh, rancor, the uh, error, the, the the foulness of this world. That's why we can be focused on, on God. Now, some people will doubt that, and that's why we have the church. Anytime somebody, um, it's actually quite funny, somebody says, they'll come to me and say, I don't, I feel so lost. I don't know if God is in my life. I'd say to them, let me point out one thing. You're talking to a priest right now. So you are obviously, the Holy Spirit definitely has given you uh, the guidance to ask the, for the church's help. Or if, if they doubt, where is God right now? Well, actually, he's actually 10 feet behind me, right there in the tabernacle. He's right there. If you have any doubts at all where God is, he's right there. That's the mystery of the church. And the the Eucharist, uh, the way that Jesus described it in the Capernaum, he said, I give my flesh for the life of the world. And he uses this word very frequently in today's gospel. And there's two senses that we understand the world. On one hand, the world is the theater of redemption. That is the place where redemption takes place. The other thing is the spirit of the world that is the rejection of the reign of Jesus Christ. That is not what we want But we should not be afraid of the world. In fact, we are given the Eucharist for the life of the world, to convert it. And that is our mission. That's part of being consecrated. That we, with the same love that Jesus has for the world, for God so loved the world, that he sent his dearly beloved son, God so loved the world that he sent you. If you're listening to this, you're listening to a Mass. The Holy Spirit has brought you to a place where you are uh You know you're you're, you're listening to a mass that has to mean that he is in your life and that he is guiding you, but that also brings forth a responsibility. Now this is the same truth that Saint Justin Martyr uh, in the very first in the second century, in 155, he described the mass, and this is in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, number 1345. He described the very thing that we are about to do in a few moments. He said, Then someone brings the bread and a cup of water and wine mixed together to him who presides or the brethren. He takes them, offers praise and glory to the Father of the universe, the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and for a considerable time, he, Eucharistian, he gives thanks that we've been judged worthy of these gifts. When he has concluded the prayers and thanksgivings, all present, give voice the acclamation by saying, Amen when he presides has given thanks and the people have responded, those whom we call deacons give to the present the Eucharistic bread and wine and water and take them to those who are absent. He describes the holy sacrifice of the mass in 155. Now, this is the mystery of the church that God sustains the church through the ages and how he does that is that he is truly present to the church by the power of the Holy Spirit in the sacraments. So if you ever wonder... Am I being too worldly or materialistic or am I perhaps misguided in anything? Go to Jesus in the Eucharist. Obtain grace from the church. St. Paul in his, in the first reading talked about the the tumult even within the church, the struggle that of false teachers and and these kind of things and we should never be afraid of that, that Jesus is guiding us even in the midst of all the struggles that we have. Because in the end, if you want to know where God is, he is right there. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that Catholics may have the confidence that flows from the Eucharist of being loved by God and have the courage of the martyrs. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God and the sacraments. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our government leaders, that they may not obstruct Christ or the spirit of the gospel. In a particular way, we pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor that we may recognize Jesus in his disguise of human misery. We pray to the Lord.
10: Lord, hear our prayer.
7: We pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. For these, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us. We make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our blessed (coughs) Mother Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full 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 of grace, grace, the the Lord Lord is with with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death.
11: death. Amen. Come ye faithful, raise the strain of triumphant gladness. God has brought his Israel into joy from sadness, loosed from Pharaoh's bitter yoke, Jacob's sons and daughters, led them with unmoistened feet through the Red Sea waters. Tis the spring of souls today Christ has burst the prison and from three days sleep in death as a sun has risen all the winter of our sins long and dark is flying. From his light to whom we give, Lord, and praise undying. Pray, brethren,
7: that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father.
10: May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church.
7: Grant us, we pray, O Lord, that we may celebrate worthily these mysteries which St. Justin strenuously defended through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you
9: and with your spirit.
7: Lift up your hearts.
10: We lift them up to the Lord.
7: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
10: It is right and just.
7: It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for the blood of your blessed martyr Justin, poured out like Christ to glorify your name, shows forth your marvelous works, by which in our weakness you perfect your power, and on the feeble bestow strength to bear you witness, through Christ our Lord. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim.
11: Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis sunt Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You
7: are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Justin Martyr, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own.
6: in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
11: Amen.
6: Preceptus bus moniti et divini institutioni formati audehemos ticere.
11: Pater we qui es in celis sanctificetur nomen tuum Adveniat regnum tuhum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra, panem nostrum cotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos Deliver
7: us, Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
11: Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi.
7: Communion Ansiphon. I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Alleluia.
11: Veni Creator Spiritus, mentes tuorum visita. In place su ha que tu gray he per torah Guiy cheries Fons vivus he caritas et be he Tu septi for to rihi patris, gutura. Ascende he sensibus, infunde cordibus, Infirma nostri corporis, we here to te fear perpeti hans pe pet o stembre pe te previo, ho vi he te 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 patrem, noscamus adque filium, filihum, te que he u nihi tempore, deo patrisihi gloria, Et filihoque amor tuis. more to we pa rakli to. se kula. Ah, ah,
6: Let us pray. Refreshed by heavenly food, we humbly implore you, O Lord, that attentive to the teaching of St. Justin the martyr, we may abide at all times in thanksgiving for the gifts we have received through Christ our Lord.
11: Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit.
6: May Almighty
7: God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ.
10: Thanks be to God.
1: thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.
2: All Catholic all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. I'm Sarah, a parishioner at an NCA